You're listening to The Dirt on Dating Show with your host, Misha Noah. Get ready for real stories with everyday people on topics like the hottest dating apps, when to commit, and how to find a partner you actually click with. Whether you're on the prowl or spicing up your relationship, we've got the dirt to help you find success in today's digital dating world. Welcome to this episode of The Dirt on Dating Show. I'm Noah. And I'm Mish. And today, we're going to take a glimpse into what it's like to date Maddox. (laughs) So Maddox is a DJ and event producer based in Los Angeles. She is very open-minded in all areas, empathetic, and generally intuitive. Amazing. So Maddox, how's it going? It's good. Very good. Just, you know, taking it day by day with everything going on right now. So... Yeah, you know how that is. A lot of yeah, you already know. <laughs> a lot, yeah. a lot of emotion. I think everyone a lot of emotion. Is and when and when you're an empath, it's yeah, it can be a little it's exhausting. Even, but, oh, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, just like feeling so heavily for everyone and trying to not exhaust myself. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Well, how's how is uh, how's dating right now? Are you in a relationship? Are you are you on the prowl? Are you just staying low? What does that look like? I am. I mean, I don't like to label things. That's something about me. I just, I have a best friend that I love. We love each other, but we don't label. We're just, we're both really young and we don't have expectations. And yeah, that that's what it is. And I'm not really, I'm never really looking for something. Even when I am completely just like not seeing anyone, I just kind of like let things come to me. Like if it's meant for me, I'm like, it'll come to me. I'm never like searching. Like I'm not really into like dating apps or anything like that. Totally. Mm-hmm. And then, so you you're, you do a lot of events, so you meet you meet people organically quite often. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of filters do you have for like when someone comes into your life? How do you know if there's going to be an attraction? How do you escalate that? Um, honestly, I just, my thing with people is, or when I meet someone, I guess I just go by my intuition. And I feel like when I date someone, it's not, it's never like immediate, like, Ooh, I want to date them. It's like, I want to be friends first and then really see that side of them before I even decide if I'm attracted to them uh, past that. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But um, I love the events. It's, it's really awesome. But I feel like since I've been an event producer, I've been involved with someone. So I've never really been like looking at my events for like a guy, you know? Right. So yeah, it's been really chill then. How have things changed with with coronavirus and just staying indoors and and you know with the protests now? Like how how have things changed with just like connection, you know, in general? Um, honestly, I live with my best friend that I'm involved with, and it's honestly transcended our friendship and our bond. Just um, every day, waking up and working in our in our studios separate and having a routine and then doing yoga together um laying out in the sun cooking together it's actually been really cool just really i feel like our friendship has really transcended because of all of this and it would have been a lot darker if um we were alone we both have said that if we were all alone it would have been a lot darker but i was also very thankful to have someone with me that just like gets me and that i can like you know um, learn about new philosophies with, cause I, I, I was spending a lot of this time during coronavirus, just kind of learning, reading new things, listening to Ram Dass lectures, you know what I mean? Just always learning. So it's cool that, um, this person 
that I have um, this bond with um, is on the same page of always wanting to grow and learn. Have you faced like, you know, any difficulties living together, you know, because when you spend a lot of time together, sometimes you have some bumps and how do you overcome those? Yeah. So I feel like, you know, our whole friendship, our whole um, situationship, we've actually lived together in the very beginning. He lived with me and then things flipped around and now I live with him. Um, And yeah, I mean, when there's expectations, that's usually when there's bumps, when you, you know, you need to, you need to do this or, you know, you need to be home by this time or that's, I've dated people like that in the past and that works for some people, but um, considering neither of us really have expectations and we're both just like, this is a friendship. This is, you know, we just support each other and we love each other and that's kind of it. We don't try to control each other or, you know, tell each other what to do. And so I think that's why we've maybe had two arguments in over a year and very small and just that good communication. So it's never really been like a big problem. It's nice. <laughs> yeah. That's something that, uh, you know, it's, it, it, as we're shifting, I think uh, a lot of the way that relationships are held, this kind of seems a trend of a lot, a lot of people, like they're, they're sort of walking away from the label, the conventional mm-hmm. sort of structure of a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, with that comes like new definitions of what it means to like have other lovers or like cheat or all that mm-hmm. stuff. What are your thoughts on, on that? Like if, if your partner were to approach and, and say like, Hey, you know what? I was at a bar last night. Yeah. I met somebody amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a one night thing or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, ha- yeah. Have you guys had so, experience there? Um, no, but we've talked about it. I'm just like, honestly, we're both in our early twenties. He's actually younger than me. I'm 24, he's 22. And I was straight up from the beginning because he's a musician. I was like, dude, I'm cool with being completely open. Like, I know you're going to go on tour. I know you're, I want you to enjoy life. I don't want to like keep you from, from experiencing life, you know? And then maybe later on, if you want to be, if we both want to be monogamous, cool, but I'm not going to try to force someone to hold back from what they truly want to do. You know, if that's what you want to do, do it. And if I don't, if I'm not okay with it and that steps over my boundaries or hurts me, then I'll find someone that agrees with what I want. Do you know what I mean? Instead of just trying to change that person. Definitely. But yeah, we're very open with the whole um, seeing other people. I mean, we've talked about three threesomes and whatnot. It's, yeah, we're very open. It's cool. How, how do you feel? Have you had a threesome together? Oh, well, not with him, but with my ex. Yeah. My first boyfriend, we had a lot of threesomes. How do you feel about, and I assume it's two girls and him. Like mm-hmm. you it was two girls. Yes. Yeah. How, um, how was that? I liked it. I feel like, honestly, the reason I even got into it is because he was my first love, but he was like way more clingy and like into me than I was him. And I think I wanted to almost trick myself into being more attracted to him. Cause when I saw other people attracted to him, it was a weird psychological thing. Like I've definitely evolved since then, but I wanted to see other people more attracted to him and want him. And that would make me want him more, I guess. But then I was like, I want to watch you like screw another girl. It's, it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> my mind is weird. <laughs> but um, yeah, we, the first time was my freshman year at Panama city beach <laughs> with my, my friend. And um, yeah, it was really cool. I mean, I'm super open. I'm just like all this. Um, I feel like a lot of relationships we're just conditioned to like, think, you know, you only have to be with me forever. And even my first boyfriend before we had the threesomes, 
he was just so um, full of expectations. Like, we got to be forever together. We got to be together forever. And we're going to get married. And we're going to da 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 Instead of just, like, being present and, like, well, here we are now. And let's enjoy this, like, now. If it goes somewhere else, cool. And if it doesn't, cool. We learned. Being present is super important. So important. Yeah. So tell us a story. Uh, uh, tell us a fun story about this current this current uh, relationship. What's what's one of the most um, memorable, um, either dates or just sexual adventures or or just intimate moments that you've had? <laughs> I guess dabbling into tantra, like Ashton was saying. Yeah, doing breath work together while you know, and uh, while being intimate or sexually intimate. Um, that's honestly taken it to the next level. I've realized because of all the oxygen that goes to your brain, so you're not only like you know you know, feeling even deeper and then also looking into each other's eyes. It's, yeah, it's really cool. I call sex sexual, and or no, 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 what, what do I say? Sex is secret energy, sacred energy exchange. That's what it is. So the acronym. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So even though, you know, I am very open with a lot of things, I'm also very like selective with who I exchange my energy with because there's a lot of, um, draining, draining people out there. I've learned from my last relationship, which Misha knows about. (laughs) I know (laughs) you gotta, you definitely, that's why I go back to the whole friendship thing where I'm like, I need to know you as a friend and know that you're genuinely a good person and see how you treat women outside of me, um, to know if I'd even want to be intimate with you because then it can, it can get draining. They can trap you and then you can be digmatized if they're like really good and bad, but they're toxic. That happened to me a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. Love that phrase. That's a, that's a good one. That's, digmatized. That's, yeah. yeah very it goes the real. other direction also for the guys. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Very real. Tell us a little bit about the, the sort of red flags or like what it is about somebody that makes you sort of shy away from, from drawing a connection with them. Like, how do you know that this isn't quite yeah. something that's going to work out. So thankfully, thank um, to my last two relationships, I've finally realized what boundaries are. And I've realized, you know, what I am and what I'm not okay with. And as soon as I see it, I'm like, all right, no, no, no. Um, one of those things is someone that's, a, you know, a heavy drug user or uh, drinks a lot because I'm totally just like, I'm California sober. So yes, I'm into psychedelics. I smoke weed, you know, almost every day, but I'm not like dependent on those things. I don't need those things. I'm perfectly happy with being sober. I just, I like those things. They, I let them add to my experience or my day sometimes when I'm getting creative in the studio or whatever, or, you know, if I'm out on a trip, mushrooms are really nice or whatever else. But so, yeah, I just feel like the other drugs, it's just not really the same. They're more so for escaping, I guess, like filling a void versus plant medicine is like looking within. So when someone's super into like, I don't know, Coke or like drinking all the time, I'm like, all right, that's just you have a void inside of you that you haven't like addressed yet. And it's not my job to like help you work on that. You need to work on that yourself. So then I'm immediately like, okay, no, we're not on the same page. As people are growing at different paces and say someone is, is like maybe not quite there yet. Do you stick around and wait for them to grow? Do you, do you help them? Do you guide them? Like how does, how do you navigate if, if they're on a different page? 
so honestly now, like I won't even get involved with someone in the first place if I feel like we're not on the same page. But in the past, I definitely got involved with someone who was a heavily alcoholic or like, yeah, really heavy alcoholic and drug user. And I thought I could fix him. You know, I thought I could change him and he had a hard upbringing. So I empathized with that. And I was like, oh, you know, I'd just be like, poor thing. Like I'm here to save you. But honestly, you can't change anyone but yourself. You have to remember that. So I had to eventually let it go. I was like, enough is enough. And when someone's drinking so much and calling you names and being abusive emotionally, mentally, and even physically, you need to just draw the line. Now, if it's something really small, like, you know, to a smaller degree where they just drink a little too much and they're willing to grow and, you know, improve their habits, then I wouldn't, I wouldn't be so like, um, so strict about it, I guess. <laughs> cool. So, all right. So this is the, the dirt on dating show. So we got to get some nice, fun, dirty questions in here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what, what are your biggest turn-ons? You're going to laugh. This isn't dirty. My biggest turn-ons. Well, I'll tell you a story that has to do with it, but I'm like a sapiosexual. I love men that are smart people that are smart. I mean, there's women that are really smart. I'm like, she's hot. One time on a subway in New York, I saw this guy and he was reading this book. I forgot exactly what it was. I think it was Alan Watts or something. Um, I just thought it was so freaking hot when guys read, even though it's not that big of a deal, but a lot of people don't read. I, and like, so I love, I don't know. I just thought it was so hot. And it's like right after I got out of my first relationship and I was just kind of going crazy um, with experience. I think it was like 19 or 20. And I literally just slipped in my number. And then we met up later that night and had like a one night stand. <laughs> it was in New York. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> it was really fun. But I don't think I talked to him again after that. He was really nice. But I noticed um, a few things at his apartment that I was like, oh, wait. I was like, do you have... I think he lied about having a girlfriend or some shady uh, shit yeah and then i felt really bad but i was like so be it nothing i can do that's the worst. guys keep a copy yeah. of alan watts in your pocket you know you never know when it's going to come in handy <laughs> literally cool. all right so what is one of your favorite fetishes and if you don't have one that, that you're willing to share, you can also share an experience that you've had encountering someone else's wild fetish i'm like okay i'm sometimes i'm like what is a fetish like, you know, there's definitely guys that have asked me to send me pictures of my feet and like pay me for it on Instagram all the time. Do you all do the it? Time. I haven't done it yet, but I'm, you know, <laughs> you know, if it was like 500 bucks, maybe sure. But 50 bucks, I'm like, who freaking cares? I'm okay. <laughs> um, I actually get that like a lot though. Like it probably every three months at least. <laughs> Dude, that would be, that could be a good income for you. <laughs> yeah. Right. $50 every three months. <laughs> um, but I feel You could like, have upsells, you know, where, where you send a sock also. Like a package. You know? Yeah. Like I'll send OnlyFans for my feet. Yeah, you should yeah. literally just send it. And then if they like it, be like, you want more? Cool, 100 this time. You want more? 150. <laughs> you guys are good. Wow. Good idea. Good idea, honestly. Um, and then with other fetishes... I'm like, I try to think of a definition of a fetish. There's definitely things that I like, but I'm like, is that a fetish? Like sexual things, you know, obviously you have to use both fingers when you go down. <laughs> yes. Um, it may be three fingers sometimes, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? 
<laughs> depends on how thin they are, right? Well, it depends, you know, how many holes, but <laughs> you know, the strawberry and the chocolate, the picture of the strawberry and the chocolate. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm with, I'm with that. I'm definitely with that. There's definitely a G spot in that hole. So no. that could be a yeah. fetish for me. Yeah. What's your favorite phrase to say when you're talking dirty? I don't really have a phrase. I'm just like, I'm just, are you loud? I'm loud. Loud. (laughs) And I like when a guy's loud too. If they're, if they're not they're loud, quiet, I'm like, concerned. Talk back. like, yeah, are you like, oh my I don't God. get concerned. I'm just like, fucking say something back. <laughs> no, you're fine. It <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I definitely like dirty talk though. That's like, yeah, I like talking when it's quiet. I'm like, fucking boring. Come mm. on. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. All right. Well, last question. Is there any product that you've purchased around? Um, it could be a sex product. It can be just like a, a relationship book. It can be anything that, you know, is related to uh, sex and relationship mm-hmm. that, like, that has impacted your life. Yeah. I mean, I really like the, um, I don't know what it's called, but you put it in your butt and it's a bunch of different beads and it vibrates. <laughs> Anal beads. <laughs> yeah. No, but like, there's one that it's just like a, a wand almost, and it has oh. like different levels. Oh shit! It has different levels. That feels really good while you're having sex. <laughs> yeah, straight up. <laughs> and I was Amazing. never into like anal things before until this recent. Well, okay, the first partner I played around with it, but I never liked actual anal. And then with my recent partner, I'm like, fuck yeah, I like that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Straight it's all up. about it's Straight all about up. how it first it you know it first goes in. I think that's really it. Yeah. Well, it definitely hurts, but after so many times, you know, you can loosen up and <laughs> and <laughs> um, yeah. I just feel like over time, and if you really love the person and they make you feel really relaxed, you can't be like really tense. You know, you have to just let go. And it, yeah, I think I just have to love the person to really enjoy it and just be like, well. Anything for you. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, Maddox, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. It's great to mm-hmm. it's great to talk Hello, all this Nish. dirty stuff with you. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. So good. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Cool. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Uh, be sure to swing by your podcast player and leave us a review. Let us know how much you love the show. And of course, if you have any feedback, let us know as well. It'd be great to just continue to improving, keep improving. So with that, stay safe. Have a good time out there. And uh, if you want to be featured on the show, visit dirtondating.com backslash single to tell us about your story. Great. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Dirt on Dating Show. We hope you enjoyed the ride. Stay safe. Talk dirty. And we'll see you here tomorrow for another wild dating adventure.